Hi, everyone. Welcome into the Friday Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Happy game day to everyone as the Pelicans welcome in the Miami Heat. I'm going to jump right into our guest. We'll get some info on tonight's game in a little bit. But a very special guest on this Friday is we're joined by Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, former vice president and assistant GM with the New Jersey and Brooklyn Nets. Bobby, I really appreciate the time. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on. And uh, one of the things, the reasons why we wanted to have Bobby on, he contributed to an article on ESPN.com. You have to be an insider in order to read it, um, but um, it's definitely worth it if you don't have ESPN Insider. It's the NBA's 25 under 25 rankings. And, of course, there were a few members of the Pelicans on there. Zion Williamson, number two, Brandon Ingram at number nine, and Lonzo Ball at number 25. Uh, Bobby, before we get into some of the different Pelicans players that are on the list, how did you – and Kevin and Mike come up with this list, and uh, what are some of the, I guess, criteria for being on it? Yeah, you know, this is probably um, this is probably one of the more challenging lists that we do uh, during the year uh, as a group. Especially there's there's three of us here, so it's not like I'm acting uh, solo here. Right. But uh, as you mentioned, Mike Schmitz, who you know oversees all our draft coverage with Jonathan Cavoni, and has seen these players since they were 13 and 14 years old, and you know certainly Kevin Pelton, who who's heavily into our analytics and does, you know, a lot of our salary cap work and, you know, does does great write-ups, but yeah, we, we, um, you know, this was a task. We've done this the last couple of years that basically our editor said, Hey, here are your 25 under 25 group, right? Here are your 200 players um, either, you know, on the court right now, what the future projects out, um, you know, put together, put together a list. You know, we don't confer with each other. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty neat that, I think all three of our lists were pretty comparable. I think maybe one or two players were left off, um, and then it's a it's a it's a complex formula that they use to uh, to come up with the top twenty five here. But a lot of it has to do with kind of not just you know the ten plus games that Zion Williams has Williamson has done this year, but kind of we look at we project out to the future where that player is going to be. Um, you know, there's a although he's not a Pelican, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is on the list. You know, Porter Jr. has only played you know what. 14 minutes a game, but we kind of deem him as a, as a franchise level player because there's a, there's a strong sample uh, sample of games here. So um, as I say, this is the type of list that you don't read your mentions on Twitter, right? You don't yeah, read exactly. people commenting because people are wondering, well, why isn't Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies on here? And I think when you go through it, uh, for one, the league is in great hands. There are a ton of young players on on this list that are all stars, potential to be all stars, and we couldn't fit um, we couldn't fit everyone on there. Even you know even Lonzo, who's having a, a great year and he's you know he's been healthy, you know just made it at 25, and you can make the case he should have been higher. So um, it's a complex list, as as you said, you know it's an insider. Um, piece on on e plus but i think i think it's worth reading because especially if you're a pelican fan where you've got you know you, you're basically in the, in the pole position where you've got three players in the, in the top 25 here yeah i don't want to spoil the whole list because i want people to go out and read it but zion williamson is number two luka Doncic number one i think one pelicans fans would be happy with your list your mentions should be okay here in new orleans but i did you know obviously the pelicans and the mavericks did just play the other night the focus was luka versus zion how does um where does Luca have the edge on Zion? Obviously, I know the age. Luca's already played a season. You've only seen a small sample size from Zion, um, and I, I agree with the list right now. But wh- where would you find the edge as far as Luca at number one and Zion at number two? I think probably just game experience. 
I, I just think playing wise, I think you know, certainly with Luca having experience playing in high level Spain um, before he came over to the state states, uh, you know, you know, certainly Zion one year at Duke, you know, certainly in high school, but you know, there was some there was some pro experience already for Luca going through a full year last year in, in Dallas um, on the core, the travel element, you know, the fitness uh, point of view. Um, I, I think that's kind of where he has, you know, certainly skill wise, you know, he's, he's as you know, talented as, as they come now, but I think, I think just getting Zion through, um, you know, the 20 plus games, um, getting a full year under his belt, um, kind of looking at where he needs to go physically. Um, and, you know, this does take a little bit of a mental toll here. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, I think certainly, like I said, I think the, the experience part of it um, certainly gives, uh, certainly gives Luca an edge right now. And I think it'll be interesting if, you know, if we're talking a year from now where, where Zion is, um, you know, compared to Luca, because when Luca came into the league last year, um, although he was, you know, he kind of jumped off the board. Um, you know, he was, I would say, probably not in great game shape. And I'm not saying that's the case for Zion, but it's, it's taking him a kind of a full year to kind of figure out what the, um, you know, the durability of, of an NBA season is going to be. What have you seen from Zion um, through his first, you know, 15 or so games with the Pelicans? What has stood out to you as far as what has made him so special early on? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I saw um, I saw the Pelicans against Cleveland in person on Friday, and I, I, I went as a, I didn't go as a member of the media. I just kind of went as a you know, a guy who was in town for work and just wanted to sit in the stands and observe um, you know from afar. And what I what I learned is that just from seeing Zion there is that like I, he's only scratched the surface. <laughs> I mean, he really has. I mean, I think you know he's putting up. 24, 25 points, and I think the best days ahead of him are only going to only only going to get better. I think he's I think he's healthy. I don't think health is a standpoint, but I think he I don't want to say holding back a little bit. I think he's just trying to figure out as far as um, his figure out his athleticism right now um, in an NBA game situation. Um, and I think I think that's kind of what stood out for me is that he's probably 85 percent of probably where he's going to be. And that 85% right now is a guy that can give you between 25 and 30 points a night. And when he's, when he's a full go and he's playing, you know, and he's, uh, he's got, you know, 75, 80 games under his belt, that he's got the chance to become a special player. I mean, he, he really does. And when you, when you put him on, I mean, we have him, you know, in, in the top there, ahead of players like Carl Anthony Towns, and, you know, some of the – Kristaps Porzingis, some of those, those talented bigs. Um, I think that says a lot. It also says a lot that Brandon Ingram is at number nine right now in front of Devin Booker. Both those guys making an all-star appearance this year. Um, one of the first instances, one of the most improved players in the NBA, I agree, definitely should be up for most improved player. But it's amazing the leap that Brandon Ingram has made in just his first season with the Pelicans. What are the things that stick out to you about certain things that he has made that leap in uh, with New Orleans since he was traded from the Lakers? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the leadership role that he, he took on, certainly with Zion out. And I know you've got you've got Drew there, kind of, and Jay, Drew and JJ there in that, in that senior in the senior role. But really, to kind of you know try to put this team on his shoulders, um, you know, for the, through the first you know 40, 50 games um, to fill a void. Um, I think a lot of it has to do, and I think you can say that with Lonzo is just staying healthy. Um, you know, the durability factor. Um, 
the change of scenery has helped. You go from a team in Los Angeles where you were pegged as a top, you know, three pick, the savior here, and I don't think he needs to be a savior in New Orleans. And I think he's playing certainly with a high level of confidence. I think you know Zion coming back has been a little bit of a challenge because it's it's comparable to getting a player in, at at, a, at the trade deadline and trying to have how do you fit in now? What is your your role here? But yeah, I mean he. You know, we, we label guys as, you know, franchise, all-star, top starter, key reserves. And I think when you looked at Brandon in in, um, in Los Angeles, at least for his first three years, he started off as a huge developmental piece, and he went from a starter to a top starter. And, you know, certainly now he's he's an all-star, and I think he's only going to get better. He, he hasn't flatlined. I think there's still a lot more for him to um, – for him to, imp- to him improve on. And I think – I was just listening before I came on with you. You know, you had David Griffin on um, your, you know, head of basketball operations, and, and his big thing, and I'm big on this, is that he, you know, you, you guys are playing meaningful games right now. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows if they'll make the playoffs? But to put Brandon Ingram and Lonzo and um, you know Zion in a position where you're not just playing at the string and you're looking to count lottery balls here, but you're in a kind of, you're in a playoff hunt, and to put him in a position here. I think you'll probably learn a little bit more about him in the next 20, uh, 20 games. And then, you know, that dictates certainly where we're, where we'll go as far as restricted free agency. We're also learning a lot about Lonzo Ball, and he's been playing so well lately, especially his shooting, Bobby. You know, he's made seven or more threes in the last two games for the Pelicans. I know shooting was one of the things that he has mentioned as far as wanting to improve on. But for Lonzo to be on this list at 25, I feel like with a healthy Lonzo, this is what kind of everyone expected with the former number two pick overall. Well, you're right. And I think that for, for, in regards to shooting, and I think we mentioned that Harris, his free throw percentage is, is, um, is up. He was at, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Last year he shot 58% from the line. Um, um, in this in the month of February, he was up to 83.3. So I think it's just more of a confidence level. Um, you know, the, the big stat that we put in there, and I don't want to give away state secrets, is that, you know, he is, um, you know, he's on pace to join LeBron, Luka, Harden, Westbrook, Jokic, Jimmy Butler, and Ben Simmons as players who have averaged, you know, more than six points, six rebounds, and six assists per game. Um, so I think um, the big thing with Lonzo is just kind of keeping him on, on the court. I'm, I'm big into these, you know, big point guards. He's got great size. He's uh, I think he can play the quarterback position with you know play, with Drew playing off the ball here, but um, but he's been good, and I think he's only going to get better. I mean, he's only 22 years old right now. No doubt about that. Um, a couple more things before I let you go. And looking at this list, seven of the 25 players in the Southwest Division, and we're looking at the future, Bobby. It seems pretty uh, right between the Mavericks with Luca on here, and you have Christos Porzingis, obviously. And then you have the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson Jr., and then the three Pelicans on here as well. As already, the Southwest Division is a very tard, uh, tough division to come by. Uh, I think it's going to even get better as far as the future is concerned. What do you think about the Southwest Division and kind of what the future holds for some of these younger teams? Well, you're right, and, and you know, even even a team like San Antonio that's got you know De- Deontay Murray, who you know is not is not on a list and has the potential to to get on a list. I just think it shows that. When you draft well and you hit on some of these picks, it just sets your, your franchise um, for the foreseeable future here. And I think part of that certainly, as you know, is that you got to get a little bit of luck, you know, jumping mm-hmm. from eight or nine to one. Or if you're Memphis jumping to number two to get a player like uh, John Morant, now you have him and, and Jaron Jackson to kind of build your, your fan, uh, foundation period, uh, players. And they're not – 
of course, these these organizations are not big market organizations where you know free free agents are going to be. You know, you're not Miami or um, Brooklyn or New York or the LA teams here where you've got to build through the draft and and to be able to you know get Zion and then get players like Brandon and, and Josh and Lonzo on a trade or we're still young and guys on rookie contracts. Um, I think that that's that is um, a lot better than going through the uh, the free agent process when you have you know cap space. I know a lot of people here, we're not talking about rebuilding. Um, I know David Griffin is at the helm now, um, but when you have the future that the Pelicans have with their young core, they have the balance this year of some of the veterans, Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick. I guess kind of what is the right recipe or what are some of the – are the Pelicans heading in that direction as far as a recipe to, to get a championship-winning team? I know David doesn't like to use championship right now with his team, but you know a lot of people like to compare it to Milwaukee with Giannis and how they've built around him. And look, at they're one of the front runners to win it. Where are the Pelicans right now as far as their growth and some of their core players uh, for this future as far as looking ahead a little bit? Well, you're right. I mean, I hate and I, I don't like the word rebuilding. I kind of use the word re- retooling mm-hmm. um, because it, and, and that's hard to do. It's retooling on the fly without kind of hitting um, bottom and out and, and building from scratch is it's it's. Yeah, I always, you know, building out a roster is comparable to kind of building out, um, building out a house, you know, and when you have a foundation, the sort of foundation of the house is your younger players. So you, you've got, you know, we've talked about that at length already. Um, you know, the, the walls are your veterans, right? And, you know, with Redick and, and Holiday, and then you keep on adding as far as a little bit by little each, each year. I think, I think the hard part is, is that, you know, wherever New Orleans finishes this year, if it's an eight or if they just missed the playoffs, you know, people are going to want to know what's next, right? Yep. Well, how do we get to number four or how do we get to number five? Um, and that's usually going to happen with internal growth with your players. You know, you, um, uh, Josh Hart is going to take a big step or Jackson Hayes is going to take a big step or Nikhil Alexander Walker. Some of the players that maybe don't play as much are going to have a huge summer or and are going to add to your, your depth next year, or you're going to out and make a trade to move some pieces around, or maybe there's a free agent out there that, you know, that would come to new Orleans on a little bit of a discounted um, discounted deal here. So um, I, I think they're in good position to continue building out, to continue adding. I think what we'll learn about um, this group, I, as I call it, it's an audit of your younger players. I think, um, David and his group will, will, you know, once this is over, they'll, they'll, they'll take some time and, and figure out as far as what works, what doesn't work, um, how do we keep on building. They're, you're not going to see a drop-off, I don't believe. Um, but, it, but, it is, but it does come with that challenge because the expectation level is now going to be, okay, um, you know, Zion was injured for most of the year. Um, the team came back. We fought for a playoff spot. But how do we get to that next level? Good stuff. That's Bobby Marks, NBA insider, front office insider, I should say, for ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at BobbyMarks42. And I encourage you all, if you don't have um, E+, to sign up for it. I have it only 5 bucks a month, and all the content that they do, especially with the NBA, is incredible. Right now, the article is the NBA's best 25 under 25. There are a few Pelicans on there. Bobby, Kevin Pell, and Mike Schmitz do a great job of ranking this, and I encourage you all to read it. And, Bobby, I really appreciate you coming on this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes. A big thanks to Bobby Marks for coming on the podcast. Again, remember, Pelicans and Heat tonight inside the Smoothie King Center. Tickets still available on pelicans.com. If you're not there, you can watch it locally on Fox Sports New Orleans. 
nationally on ESPN, and you can listen locally on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM, the mobile app, and across the Pelicans radio network. Pelicans will head on a four-game road trip starting on Sunday with the Minnesota Timberwolves, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And then we'll be back with another podcast on Monday, hopefully recapping two wins between tonight and Sunday. Hope to see everyone at the arena tonight. And until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.